the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to a new week. Bruce Hooley Show, Answer Network, 94.5 Dayton, 98.9 Columbus. Glad to have you along. The battle never stops. We are a month away from the midterm elections. And there's a great deal of focus on our Senate race, State of Ohio, tonight. The first debate between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. Uh, We'll have thoughts on the moderator and how the debate will be conducted as the show progresses. But it is definitely a consequential night in the Senate race. Uh, We presume Mike DeWine will be elected governor of the state of Ohio. That's essential. But perhaps the most essential race in Ohio, in fact, I think it is the most essential race in Ohio, is not J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. And I presume because of the margin DeWine has in the polls, he's going to win. The most essential race is for the Ohio Supreme Court justices. And I say that because eventually the battle over abortion and when it will be allowed in the state of Ohio will come before the Ohio Supreme Court. You say, wait a minute, this is settled, Bruce. There was a heartbeat bill passed by the state of Ohio's General Assembly, duly elected representatives of the people of the state of Ohio in 2019. It did not go into effect because Roe versus Wade was still the law of the land. But when the Supreme Court in June overruled Roe versus Wade, Ohio's heartbeat bill went into effect shortly thereafter because a federal court said that the trigger law in Ohio allowed for there to be a ban on abortion in the state of Ohio after a fetal heartbeat is detected normally around six weeks. It's a settled verse. No, it is not settled. We have an activist, bloodthirsty, peon judge in Hamilton County, Ohio, a common pleas court judge, and there are 88 counties in Ohio, and every single one of them has a common pleas court judge. Some of them have more than one. That is why I say Christian Jenkins, and it is laughable that his first name is Christian with his judicial stance on abortion. That is why I say Christian Jenkins is a peon judge, because he is not at all special in the authority that he has been given. He is a common pleas court judge. He can hear murder trials. He can hear matters of great consequence in Hamilton County. But he should not have the authority to stay in the state of Ohio. A law put into effect by the processes through which laws are put into effect in the state of Ohio. But he not only had the authority to stop the enforcement of the heartbeat bill in Ohio. But he has now extended his stay until the conclusion of the case, which means that thanks to Christian Jenkins, the ghoulish Hamilton County 
Common Pleas Court judge. I'm assuming this will be a big Halloween in the in the Jenkins household in suburban Cincinnati, where they can hold ritual dances around the fire, knowing that their father, the patriarch of the family, is solely responsible for the murder in the womb of hundreds, if not thousands, more babies in the state of Ohio. So if you don't understand why the Supreme Court justices in the state of Ohio must be Pat Fisher, Pat DeWine, and Chief Justice Sharon Kennedy, then you don't really care about abortion in the state of Ohio. Christian Jenkins was elected to the bench and began serving his term on Jan- in January of 2021. He has been a judge for less than two years. Less than two years. And he won his race in Hamilton County by the narrowest of margins. By 7,000 votes out of 372,000 cast. 51% to 49%. And I guarantee you that at least 100,000 people and probably 200,000 people, maybe even 300,000 or 350,000 voted for him simply because it was a toss-up in the moment. I don't know who I should vote for. Oh, he's a Democrat. Okay, I'll vote for him. Because we don't take note of judicial races. But because Christian Jenkins won that race, hundreds if not thousands of babies will be aborted in the state of Ohio because he is allowed to impose his own personal will. And make no mistake, there's no justification in the law. There's no right to abortion in the Ohio Constitution, which is what he contends. And he admits it's not in there. So he goes, well, but there are some rights that aren't in there, and abortion is one of them. What kind of judicial insanity is that? For a judge to say, yeah, I know it's not in the Constitution, but it's still unconstitutional because I believe it's a right that people should have. So understand the gravity of every single vote that you cast in the upcoming midterms. And We have a, an array of judges on the ballot here, and I will do my very best over the next set of weeks and intervening days to let you know which judges you can trust at every single level of the judicial system, because we have allowed our judicial system to become its own little individual fiefdom, particularly in the case of this complete barbarian, Christian Jenkins. So, gas prices skyrocketing in Ohio, elsewhere. What will that mean in the midterms? We don't know. What it'll mean for us is less money in our wallet. As gas prices have climbed in central Ohio for the third straight week. It will not be long before gas prices are over $4 a gallon everywhere in the state of Ohio. The national average gas price is back up over $5 per gallon. This will have, presumably, hopefully, Dire consequences for Democrats in the midterm election, not just here in Ohio, but nationally. And the Democrats know it. Here is California Democrat Rohana, very, very mad about OPEC's decision to cut its production of oil and release of oil on the global markets by two million 
dollars, uh, two million gallon, two million barrels. But I'll get it on the third try. Two million barrels per day. Rohana says that Saudi Arabia owes it to Joe Biden and the United States to release as much oil as possible to, I guess, keep Democrats in power. Because why? I have no idea. The priority is to get gas prices low, and what we need to do is be very tough on Saudi Arabia. I mean, after all we've done for that country, uh, President Bush, the first Bush, defended them against Saddam Hussein, put, made sure that they weren't invaded. We give them all of the weapons, 70 percent of their weapons. For them to do this to the American people is outrageous, and we should say if they don't reverse their decision, we're going to stop sending them weapons. Mm, okay, so we should let them be exterminated. All to keep Democrats in office. Now, it was a very interesting interview on special report with Brett Baer with the Saudi oil minister. Uh, His name is Adel Al-Jubir. And uh, he responded to Rohana's not-so-veiled threat regarding gas prices and why gas prices in the United States are, in fact, high. I think that this is probably part of the uh, emotions that have to do with upcoming elections. Saudi Arabia does not politicize oil or oil decisions. Oil is not a weapon. It's not a fighter plane. It's not a tank. You can't shoot it. You can't do anything with it. We look at oil as a commodity and we look at oil as important to the global economy in which we have a huge stake. The idea that Saudi Arabia would do, would do this to harm the U.S. or to be in any way politically involved is absolutely uh, not correct at all. With due respect, the reason you have high prices in the United States is because you have a refining shortage that has been in existence for more than 20 years. You haven't built refineries in decades. You have now, unfortunately, and my condolences to the victims uh, and to those who, who were injured, I wish the quick, speedy recovery. You have accidents that happened in, in a refinery in California, and you have a number of refineries in the Midwest that were shut down. It's as a result of this shortage of refining capacity that you have a shortage of gasoline and an increase in the price of gasoline has nothing to do with the fundamentals of crude oil supply uh, and demand. Yeah, now I don't agree with him. And he's obviously not telling you the truth when he says that Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia does not politicize oil. Of course they politicize oil. You would politicize oil too if oil was all you had. If oil was why you are, uh, you know, among the wealthiest whatever they are, monarch, I don't know if they're a monarchy, of whatever they call, whatever their system is, but they're all awash in money because of their oil. He referenced 20 years ago. Yeah. I, I, what was going on two years ago when gas was 250 a gallon then? <clears throat> Gee, we might have been making oil then, Pam. I think, yeah. I think we were making we oil We didn't have then. a refinery problem then. Yes. From uh, Pam's mouth to the ear of uh, former Secretary <laughs> of State Mike Pompeo. We'll play Secretary Pompeo's reaction to the Biden administration's whining about oil and whining about OPEC next on The Bruce Hooley Show. As I said on Friday, it is a price I'm willing to pay in the short term if it gets us uh, a red wave in November. But it's clear the Democrats are starting to panic, and maybe they should panic because, oh, horror of horrors, they might be held accountable for their failed policies, which, as the Saudi oil minister said, is really at the root of why prices are so high. Wednesday is going to be a big day. State Board of Education expected to vote on 
the resolution that we've spent a fair amount of time talking about here on the show, the resolution from Brendan Shea, District 5 representative, that's Madison County and then down south from Madison County to the state's southern border. Uh, 19 members on the State Board of Education. Brendan Shea is one of the good ones, one of the ones you can trust, one of the ones who thinks uh, in a truthful manner. Boys are boys, girls are girls. The two can interact in schools, but uh, should not be interacting in the same bathroom, same shower, same locker room, playing the same sports. Biden administration has a perverted view of Title IX. 50 years after its inception, the impact of Title IX is inarguable. It has caused the growth of women's sports. It has raised girls' self-esteem. It has created equal opportunities for girls in schools, colleges, and the Biden administration wants to nuke it by expanding Title IX protections based on gender. Boys who think they're girls, boys who contend they're girls, boys who pretend they're girls, they would be entitled to shower with girls, dress with girls in the locker room, play girls' sports. It is utter, evil, demonic nonsense. So I need you to go to the Bruce Woolley Show Facebook page, follow the directions to send a letter to State Board of Education members, Very easy to do. There's a link there. Hit it. Send that letter. Get it in by 5 o'clock today. Let those State Board of Education members know that you don't want your girls and your grandchildren, your granddaughters, psychologically damaged, maybe physically damaged. You don't want opportunities taken away from them by this crazed, completely detached from reality viewpoint that... Oh, you can become a girl if you just say you are. That's nuts. We'll talk to Brendan Shea at 12.05 today. Josh, pick on stock market matters. Market had a down day Friday, but an up week. So Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management, joins us at 12.30 to talk about what the Fed might do. It meets right before the midterm elections. Is the Fed going to soften its tightening of the money supply? Because Joe Biden wants it to show that the economy's robust, strong, everybody's doing well greatest job-creating juggernaut economy of all time. That's what Joe Biden would have you believe. Meanwhile, you struggle, I struggle to pay the prices at the stores, and we struggle to pay gas prices because gas prices are going back up. Now, why are they going up? You can say, well, because the Saudis cut their oil production. Well, uh, that has not shown up at the pump yet. What are we seeing? We are seeing the fallout of decreased refining capacity, just like the Saudi prince said in the clip that I played you prior to our first commercial break of the show. AAA spokesman Andrew Gross says oil makes up 60% of the cost of what drivers pay at the pump. But there are more immediate reasons, he says, for why the price of gasoline has been going up now before OPEC's decision to cut productions. Gas prices nationally Friday were three eighty nine. Now they are up over four dollars. That's a ten cent jump. The three eighty nine was a ten cent jump from the week before. Four dollars is obviously like a fourteen cent jump over this past week. Refining issues in California are why they pay more than six dollars a gallon in California, and so are gas taxes in California, because gas taxes add over a dollar a gallon to the cost of gas in California. Gee, it's really too bad we don't have, like, a pipeline, like maybe, I don't know, big uh, national pipeline that could get us gas, like that Keystone XL pipeline that Joe Biden kiboshed on his first day in office. Mm-hmm. 
Also, six refineries on the West Coast have shut down or limited their supplies, thus increasing pump prices. Now, the Saudi prince said that we have not had a new refinery in the U.S. in 20 years. It's not exactly true, but we've not had a major big-time impact refinery since 1977. 1977, ladies and gentlemen. The newest refinery in the U.S. is the Texas International Terminals Refinery. It produces 45,000 barrels of crude per day. 45,000. Is that going to fill the gap left by a 2 million barrel per day cut from OPEC? No, not even close. Drop in the bucket. So when's the last time? 1977. How big was that refinery? Uh, It produces... Uh, about 600,000 barrels of crude per day. So we're building little tiny, teeny refineries, but we are not building major impact refineries and have not for, let me do the math, 23, 22, 45 years, 45 years since we built a major refinery and brought it online. Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, has taken note of Joe Biden's whining about Gas prices being the fault of Saudi Arabia. Mike Pompeo here with Shannon Bream on Fox News Sunday. This is a failure of American policy. Joe Biden is directly responsible for the place that the world finds itself in energy. And frankly, his party, the progressive left, uh, 25 years of thinking you were going to run the world on sunshine and windmills. Uh, We have the capacity for self-help here in the United States to improve not only as we heard the Saudi speak about uh, Adel Jaber talk about refineries, but we shut down a pipeline. Uh, We've made it hard to permit. We've got ESG rules that now deny the capacity to get American energy out of American ground for American consumers. This is to, to point the finger at someone else, at OPEC or at the Saudis, is an enormous mistake when America has the capacity to produce energy independence for its own country and, frankly, provide energy for the world as well. Uh, here's Patrick DeHaan, head of GasBuddy.com. He says, when supply is adequate in every region and when there are no refinery issues, really the only difference you see between states with gas prices and in regions is the difference in gas taxes. So California's over $6 a gallon, six thirty-six, and you heard the uh, hair gel governor of California, Gavin Newsom, last week pillaging the integrity of oil companies and saying that he was going to start releasing the winter blend of gasoline to lower prices. That was last Thursday. What did Gavin Newsom do on Friday? He called for a special session of the California legislature to impose another tax on oil and gas companies. In a tweet Friday afternoon, he wants to ins- to uh, enact a windfall profits tax on oil and gas companies, which Carter tried this in the 80s, a windfall profits tax. It was an epic disaster. Do me a favor. Go to your favorite search engine and type in windfall profits tax. Did it work? You know what windfall profits taxes do? Companies don't like paying taxes. And you know what you do when... Taxes go up on your windfall profits. You produce less. You produce less. So your profits go down, but your profits per capita, per barrel, don't go down. So less gas means higher prices. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.